all you beautiful listeners, welcome back to Dirty Words Podcast. Today, we are talking about a very particular word that I know could be very polarizing, and it is abortion. Dictionary-wise, abortion is the removal of pregnancy tissue, products of conception, or the fetus and placenta after birth from the uterus. Again, very polarizing. A lot of people have different definitions depending on what source you go to. This one is from the Harvard Medical School. Um, Yeah, it's definitely a big topic. So before we get into it, Oridian, Alex, and I would like to tell you all some of our obsessions of the week and kind of ease into this episode today. Yeah. (laughs) What are you guys obsessed with this week? I was about to say, oh, go, go, Alex, go. I have two obsessions this week. One. Two. I have two, and I'm going to share both of them. One is my bed, which I'm in right now because this week (laughs) has been very long. And two is Sarah and Bucky from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. (laughs) Oh. Have you seen it, Ridian? I have. I loved it. So I get that I'm going to just piggyback off of you real quick, Alex, because my obsession is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I want to say thank you, Ridian, because um, that family plan is the only reason that we're <laughs> watching it. Um, Disney, you did not hear that. <laughs> I could do a whole separate series on Marvel things. One, they're just entertaining. Two, the work that's put into those movies with those actors, also the geopolitical issues that the, the comic books and the movies address. Yes. I know a lot of people are like getting mad at Disney. They're like, this woke, this quotes are in that. And I was like, brah, it's literally Sam being like, I'm a black man in America. What does that mean? That's not wokeness. That's also, literally the just comment, them like fleshing the out their characters. Written, the comics were written like that 60 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> the com- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like literally those were like those were the themes in the original comics right yes yeah the comic books throughout history have been known which most I think a lot of marvel stuff ties fairly closely to the comics but comics throughout history have, have been known to have like ties to feminist ideology race yeah. theory um commentary on classism different things like that so people who yeah. don't know that that's not That's to say fault. that they haven't had issues in the past with people oh, yeah. writing things 60 years ago, but for the most part, they were pretty forward thinking if you look stuff up about them. Like the mm-hmm. first women, woman Captain Marvel wasn't actually um, Carol Denvers, whatever her full name is in the movies. It was Monica Rambeau. She's because the, there was a guy before her and then Monica Rambeau was the first Captain Marvel. And then she goes on to be like three other superheroes, I'm pretty sure. But just, yeah. I think Marvel's great. I think the Marvel Universe did a great job with the movies and I'm 100% obsessed. And I also think there might be some listeners out there or some listeners that have some acquaintances that might not be into it and have a lot of opinions about like the military industrial complex without any context for that TV show. That TV show is actually kind of making a lot of good points about why military is bad and the PTSD yeah. that it causes yeah, and that the binary of good and bad doesn't exist the way that we want it to. Oh, so, let them know, Marissa. So you, you we're not it. done yet. We're not, don't, we're not done. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers, everyone. What, what's your favorite Marvel movie though? Like, 
Ooh, so I'm obsessed with Brie Larson. That's another. She's just always my obsession. I so love I really Brie am, Larson. Yeah, I really am a fan of Captain Marvel just because I like her, and I think it shows a good direction of the that the Marvel universe is changing. Um, and then I think the other thing that's really well done that was had just had me just like entertained just the one the whole WandaVision series, which isn't mm-hmm. a movie, but I just loved the whole concept, the style of like switching back and forth with like the um, sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite, Iridian? I have seen, I've seen both of the Guardians like so many times. They're so funny. They're so funny. And um, the first, um, an Infinity War, that one mm-hmm. was so that that's one of my favorite ones I think the second one is really good too but I just haven't seen it as much as yeah the other, <laughs> the other one which it's like we like it's like nice to watch complex things which I think Marvel can be when you add in all these stories and these changing timelines but it's also nice to be like no matter the threat the majority like 99% of the time quotes around good guys the superheroes like the characters we're following are probably going to be victorious so it's nice, like, yeah. even just for pure entertainment to sit down and be like, maybe I have, like, anxiety and that's, like, my personal issue or something <laughs> that I want to know my movie's going to end okay. But <laughs> sometimes it's nice to just sit down and be entertained and enjoy it and watch the high production value from Disney. <laughs> yeah, I think it is an anxiety thing because I'm the same way. They say that about rewatching TV shows. So, like, I've seen The Office, like, 10 times probably. Same. They're like, if you sit down for movies and TV shows you've seen before, it's like an anxiety response because you know how it's going to end and you don't have to worry about like developing with the characters because you're like, okay, this is what, <laughs> this is the That's ending. how I, I have this deep connection with like The Office. Yeah. I rotate <laughs> The Office, Friends, that 70s show and um, the Twilight series. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I would just watch, I know how they end, like- I just will watch them over and over and they're not short shows like the no commitment anything that's anything that's old too so we've had some tv shows on for Alex's dog I can just like google if I'm like I can't sit and wait for this anymore I'll just be like who ends up with who or like dude (laughs) does this fight happen does this person die so that is maybe I'm controlling maybe that's my issue who knows Um, (laughs) I have I have two obsessions and they're two is Oh, you have two, two? Yes, I have two, two. <laughs> We're 12. <laughs> um, okay, they're like literally opposites of each other, I think. So one of them is piggybacking off of you guys, but yes. it's not Marvel. It's, um, have you seen The Boys on Amazon? No, I think, I don't, I don't, I think you told us about it though. I think so. It's like, um, it's like a superhero, but it's like yeah. super gritty. We haven't seen it yet. I really want to. It's so funny. It's really dark though. Like it's gory and gruesome, but like it's, it was, I think produced or something by Seth Rogen, who I'm in love oh. with, but um, <laughs> like, it's so funny because it, it, they, they take characters from like Marvel and DC, like they don't yeah. say it, but like. They're, it's the same character. Yeah, they're like making yeah. fun of characters from Marvel and DC almost. Like they're just so outlandish, but it's <laughs> like um, how they 
like the damage that they actually cause and like how they're basically weapons and things like that. It's yeah. It's, it's so funny, but it's so good. Yeah. Dang. I want to watch that. I think you should watch it. It's on Amazon prime. Okay. Yeah. It's good. It's you got to be in the right headspace. There's a lot of gore, but it's funny. (laughs) Um, but my other obsession is John Mulaney. That's it. Oh, <laughs> this is, is like there a reason why this week? Yeah. Oh, I watch his stand ups. He's got three on Netflix. Yeah. Um, and I watch his stand ups all the time, just over and over and over again. Um, and this past week, I was invited to like guest on a uh, on a podcast, and the the host, like one of them, didn't know who John Mulaney was, and the other one, like kept quoting John Mulaney and like <laughs> I kept catching it and so I just was like you know I forgot about John Mulaney I love him <laughs> he this is like sadder he's he just went to rehab didn't yeah, he? he's had okay. problems with like alcohol and I think drugs for a really long time like okay. off and on or something sad which there does seem to be I don't know if I can say correlation but or cor- I don't know if I can say causation, but a correlation between people and comedy who are really strong comics and how that relates to possibly deeper internal turmoil and mental health things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I made that real serious. <laughs> I think that's why I love him so much because like he's just your typical white boy, like skinny yeah. white mm-hmm. comedian. But I don't know. There's just something about him. And he like talks about his like, alcoholism just like slightly in his stand-up um but not like making light of it just being like that's why I don't drink anymore does he do the thing that a lot of other white guys white guy comedians do where they he just like his whole thing is making fun of other races and being misogynistic or does he like actually tell jokes I think he actually tells jokes (laughs) because he like He has this one bit where he talks about how the whole, like, why buy a cow when you can just get for free or something like that. Like, and he was like, that's fucked up. Like, that's a, a," he says, that's a bananas of a something reference or something. Like, a lot of his uh, stuff is like commentary on what's going on in the world. But it's also comedy. Um, Like, he's got this one bit about how Trump was president and it was like someone let a horse loose in the hospital and like, just oh, like Lord. <laughs> stupid little things like that. Yeah. yeah. I think he's funny. Um, yeah, I need to watch his, I haven't actually seen a stand up. I've just seen him like in things. And I think I've seen him be interviewed too, but yeah, he's pretty, yeah. he's pretty self-aware. I think. Yeah. That's always good. Uh, there's too, so many things to watch and not enough hours in the day, man. <laughs> we love TV. <laughs> yeah. So on our weekly obsession, something else that's important with this week that I think is kind of relevant to the topic is that it's Mother's Day weekend. Um, and I think it's just as an important reminder that parenthood is a choice and it should be a choice for people. And that if for people that have lost kids or that are waiting to have kids, there's multiple ways you can be a mother and it's not always a blood relation as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it just, that, that's an important reminder. And as we're going to get into the topics, I just want to say trigger warning, there will be 
mentions of political abuse, um, abortions for those that that might be triggering for, and other topics regarding like reproductive health and misogyny and general lawmaking mm-hmm. and racism, probably. Yeah. 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 Because what's yeah. very relevant to the topic? Potentially of sexual rights. assault as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. But on the so on the definition we introduced earlier, the other big thing whenever someone mentions abortion that we know is Roe v. Wade, which a lot yes. of us just know like it legalized abortion, but what that really means. So it was back in like the seventies. I forgot the exact year. Um, but. Basically, a woman was trying to get an abortion in Texas, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and they had a law that allowed you to get one if it was like incest or rape, but she neither of those applied to her, so she lied to try to get one, but then every legal service was shut down, and all the illegal ones had been shut down as well, and so she went through a whole process, and it became a legal thing, and eventually the courts ruled it in her favor that she should have had access to one when she was she was forced to carry her baby to term and it ended up being adopted immediately. But um, the their ruling was based on the fact that there is right to essentially like bodily autonomy and under the umbrella of privacy in the ninth and the 14th amendment, mm-hmm. which is very interesting because a lot of naysayers out there are probably people that would claim to be big amendment defenders. And I yeah. bet there's one amendment um, that rhymes with um, weckend that a lot of them would support <laughs> with no context. <laughs> I if really just had to it. take multiple <laughs> seconds. I was like, what the fuck is weckend? I was like sitting here like trying to, because I'm so tired. I was like thinking in my head, I was like, what does that even mean? Yeah, little. I didn't even realize that part of the process for Roe v. Roe v. Wade was based on like them being like, okay, that you have constitutional rights to support your right to privacy yeah. and to decide what to do with your body. Cause that completely changes the conversation and the arguments that I'm going to continue to make that are pro-choice. <laughs> I think people forget the Supreme court rulings, which also we know there's a lot of issues with the Supreme court and yeah. most of the stuff with the Supreme court doesn't necessarily radically change the day-to-day life of like an average person. No, but the Supreme Court, like the decisions that they make are supposed to possibly either uphold precedents or create new precedents for interpretations of like laws and the Constitution yeah. and what that mm-hmm. means. Like a Supreme Court ruling is, is a significant ruling. It <laughs> is. Also, we need to keep in mind, I see a lot of people, which this also ties in to like, um, access to healthcare and like basic yeah. human rights, but like the constitution is not a tell all like magic scroll that says what but, we are allowed to have or don't like, it doesn't have to be lined it, out in the constitution. It literally said that black people were two thirds of a people when it was first written. Exactly. So that's the con- yeah, that's the Constitution, not the Declaration of Independence, right? <laughs> I, yeah, Constitution. They're all used in, in sim- we're not lawyers, but they're all used in similar capacities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, another thing that I keep thinking on is um, basic human rights. You know, the yeah. UN, the United Nations um, does declare that 
basic human rights are, are a right. It's not a privilege. So, um, and it declares food safety. Um, I believe shelter and healthcare. I could be wrong, but, um, it lists all these things that it's not an exclusive list, but these are just things that everyone should have access to to. basic human rights. So, you know, we're not the only country in the world, but also like our constitution and our declaration and everything, those documents Mm -hmm. are not what give us our rights to anything. Um, Mm -hmm. but it does like the reason that it's there is to regulate the laws that get put in place. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's not all just like black and white, of course. Um, but yeah, Go ahead. I would say quotes around that, a living document, as they say, so it can be interpreted into mm-hmm. like yeah. modern times. So, yeah, and it can be amended, which or just like rewritten, you know, that'd be good too. <laughs> Delete From the, the Weckend Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you were right. It uh, for Roe v. Wade, it, it was it was in seventy three. When that okay. happened, yeah. um, January's, uh, 22nd, 73. And it was in Texas that, um, yeah. this happened. Um, so that is one thing that I've noticed that not many people learn on, um, is that it was the right to privacy was like the big hitter. of yeah. this case. Um, And it only legalizes it through two months into pregnancy, which mm-hmm. a lot of people don't even know they're pregnant two months into pregnancy, mm-hmm. or if they do, some people don't even quote like heartbeat when people use that as like the rule like their threshold there's some people that don't hear heartbeat within the first eight weeks as well so yeah yeah. it's Um, so very very early in in a pregnancy is the 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 guidelines that roe v wade presented and then it became state by state basis after that i'm pretty sure yeah. Which I'm going to bait you all a little bit because I have bait the me, answer to the question that I'm going to ask. Okay. Oh, so Lord. then this rings the, the bell in my head. And Wait, if you all can want... I use Google? Can I phone a friend? Yes. Google can okay. be a friend. The capitalistic <laughs> machine. Um, <laughs> so we hear Roe v. Wade in the definition. We're like, oh, cool. I hope people are listening. Like, oh, yeah. Like people have a right to their bodies. But now we're seeing bills across the entire country being passed about either complete abortion ban in states or saying um, unless someone has like written documentation or a record of someone saying no, whatever, th- all these different stipulations, and you all can add more to it. We're seeing all these different anti-abortion things being passed across the country. Some, mm-hmm. like I said, them like full abortion bans. Mm-hmm. So how does Roe v. Wade exist and those exist? And feel they, free to go more into depth about like what's happening. So too. from my understanding, they can't, that it's breaking that precedent. And I know there was another court case in the 90s that was Planned Parenthood versus Casey. And Mm -hmm. that one put um, kind of, you know, loosen the reins on what states could um, deny the rights that they could deny people and made it a little bit easier for them to pass um, Mm -hmm. alternative abortion laws. But I'm pretty sure the intention is to try to get some of this stuff up to the Supreme Court Mm -hmm. with our very conservative and Catholic anti-abortion Supreme Court (laughs) that we currently have that some of them literally 
ran on the press, like the premise that they wanted to get Roe v. Wade overturned, which, you know, you aren't supposed to petition, like run to be a Supreme Court judge. It's supposed to be like an honor after serving in the judicial system and being unbiased. (laughs) But anyways, so I think the intention is one to be like, look at us, look, we, we care about the clump of cells in your uterus, but not about you. (laughs) And then to get it to the Supreme Court. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Iridian? I think, I think it's a little bit of a couple of things. Um, what Marissa said, they're trying to get it to the Supreme Court. I think it's a little bit of the 10th Amendment. I might be wrong on this, but um, the 10th Amendment basically says that um, powers that are not, powers that are not directly given to the, the federal government um, can be decided by the state or by the people, AI, yeah. the state. That's probably the, I'm a, I, I don't know if you're reading that or not, but I would agree that that's probably a strong argument people are making where they're like the ninth mm-hmm. or 14th don't actually say anything about this. So like yeah. then, then it violates the 10th and it like must be overturned, which is. Yeah. And um, wow. if, if wow. that is the case that Roe v. Wade is um, protects up to a certain amount. Um, I know that it's, it's fairly, I don't want to say vague, but it doesn't go into too much depth as to what it all can cover yeah Um, Mm -hmm. and just the fact that it's simple it's very simple and and yeah right to privacy is its main forte and bodily autonomy is its main forte um that gives states uh that just that tiny little window for them to have that argument but i also think they're taking advantage of the fact that there is that tiny little window, even if there isn't. Yeah. And they're um, the laws that they're trying to pass are just blatantly in, anti like um, constitutional. Mm-hmm. They are trying to get to the set uh, to the Supreme court because in that Which... case, go ahead. No, sorry. Continue. Continue. <laughs> um, in that case, as, as most of us may already know, or, or maybe not, but once it gets to the Supreme court, um, there's all these like trials that have to go through. There's a lot of obstacles, but once the mm-hmm. Supreme court rules on it, that's mm-hmm. where it has the chance to actually become an amendment, um, mm-hmm. and, and brought into law. That's kind of what we saw with like, um, same sex marriage in 2015. Mm-hmm. Like no one was really talking about it. No one was trying to actively pass it into law in Congress or anything like that. It just so happened to like make its way up to the Supreme Court, didn't it not? Yeah, was it 20? I mean, there was probably some Congress people trying to get it, but I don't think it was like the main things of 2015. Mm-hmm. But I know they that they that that can be some people's attention uh, intention because like like you both have said that it sets the precedent then. And then that's when you ran into the issue of judges being like, well, I'm not going to perform same same sex marriage things. And mm-hmm. then they're like, brah, you literally have to. It's your job. So get out of here. <laughs> I was gonna say something well oh I mean there I don't know if there's a right answer to it I was just curious something else that I was thinking (laughs) about with it though is because I I've studied history and I some of the research that I've done was looking at like how white supremacy related to reproductive rights and birth control and different things like that it's also curious to think about how there's um Miss Margaret Sagner, I think that's how you say it, the yeah. one who led the birth control movement, helped make Planned Parenthood, et cetera. It's one of the things like a white supremacist. Well, one mm-hmm. of the things that she went on a, like use was eugenics, right? She yeah. 
talked to clan members. She talked to people like that about how Can you explain what eugenics is. Yeah. It's the idea of controlling who has babies and to, to possibly breed out who you don't want. So she talked yeah. to, um, Ku Klux Klan members and she talked to U.S. politicians who were scared of like the purity of the white race going away mm-hmm. and so I'm curious if because we know that the underlying thing about abortions isn't about like isn't about babies right it's not about the idea of protecting babies because like they would care about kids in cages they would care about the death penalty all these people who are they would care about unemployment benefits they would care about child support you would you would also care about people who who are currently living on the planet and not like cells in a uterus yeah and so I'm also curious too because there's a lot of research and studies coming out now about how by like 2050 or 2060 that overall the white race in the U.S. is not going to be the majority anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm curious if that's influencing any of these politicians' opinions about abortion because we also know that historically, even though a lot of places that do abortions are in marginalized communities, we also know historically the people who which these numbers are different, right? Like there's some stats that say like black women have the highest rates, um, mm-hmm. but like throughout history, white wealthy and white middle-class women, and I'm saying women, but pe- white middle-class and wealthy people with uteruses have always been the people who have had the most access to abortions. And that's also probably stuff that's off the record because when there's laws against stuff, money can get you around laws. So I'm curious mm-hmm. about how trying to control and like, I almost want to say increase birth rates might also be tied into the idea of like white support. This is like kind of a conspiracy. I've literally just thought it up while I was thinking. Well, I haven't looked up research on it, but just a thought. That, that, I mean, that's the question. <laughs> that begs the question. It's 2021. Mm-hmm. Why wait, wait 30 years to start passing these? What's that's not to say people have been trying to pass abortion laws for a long time. Like I remember it from 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. but like in particular this year, it's like through the roof. Like we're seeing things about some of the most restrictive abortion laws ever passed. I think the stuff they're trying to pass in Texas currently would essentially allow you to like sue any abortion doctor would make it like a criminal offense to donate to any abortion funds. I mean, they like were talking about things like you could go to doctors, jail for dri- driving yeah. someone. Yeah. They were talking about doctors being able to call the police on people and being like, oh, like they aborted their child or like if, uh, um, a, a forced abortion is also sometimes the language they use for miscarriages. Yeah. There's also conversations about how miscarriages play into the whole conversation of abortion because also like if somebody oh, has some a, a states- dead a dead fetus inside of them they shouldn't be forced to carry mm-hmm. well in right? some states it's it's well in some states too it's is, is it is ex- excuse me let me slow down i just got very excited in a bad way in some <laughs> states it is getting as extreme and the way that the law could be interpreted that are trying to be passed that you could be tried with a death penalty if you have a miscarriage Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even think people realize the extent of the things they're trying to pass, which or they mean, might too, which is even, which is scary in a different way. And Marissa, when you say the comment about like, why now, why not yeah. 40 years ago, whatever, it also makes me think about, we've also seen this shift in conservatism and oh, Lord. the, mm-hmm. the pub- publicity around, um, violent ideology and what that means and so we've also seen 
these new right there's some of these ideas have always been there people have just been more quiet about it yeah. some of these new politicians are latching on to the idea of evangelicals and specifically like waspy people like white and whatever the words are protestant yeah yeah so latching on to these people knowing that they can maintain their political power if they can appease to something and so they've yeah. kind of taken up this abortion issue as their one all like their end all issue they don't care about anything else it's just the idea of like i need to stop abortions because they can get votes they can maintain yeah. their yeah. power we're seeing the white rich man slowly lose power and lose pull and lose favorability with people so what can they do to make sure they have the power of the people who have the most access to voting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know I just took that a whole different direction. <laughs> Is um, that all you were going to say, Alex? That's all I was going to say. Oh, I was <laughs> I was going to say on that thing of like control too, that's like when I, we said trigger warning racism, that's when you can get into the conversations of like forced sterilization. So even when mm-hmm. you talk about reproductive rights, when we're talking about reproductive rights, we're talking about them for everyone. We're talking mm-hmm. about for all genders. That's why like Alex corrected herself and said uterus having people instead of just women because like, having babies applies to more than just women or Mm -hmm. doesn't even apply to some women and we're talking about everyone I think that is the same thing about like the fear of the white man losing control because historically native um, people and black people and just migrants and migrants into the USA have undergone forced sterilization and this is like and this isn't like oh 100 years ago yeah it was 100 years ago it's also recently as well so it's this idea of like, like the 70s yeah it's also the idea of people having control mm-hmm. over the situation and actually getting decided like oh I want to have a kid or I don't want to have a kid um yeah and then that goes into the whole fear of like losing the white race and da 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 yeah. which even if that's not like the active intention of people I think that's a subconscious response because yeah. why would it, let's say none of these people want to get abortions. So why would it matter if the law exists then? Yeah. If they don't want them, why can't you just have it? I think if one person wants to get it out of 3 million, that that one person should be allowed to and be given safe access to it as to not die. So <laughs> that's, that's a really good point. Um, mm-hmm. Because one of the biggest things that like, I just don't know if like, anti-abortion anti-choice people completely ignore on purpose or what but it's the fact that like making abortion legal brings down death rates just not only by making it accessible but also by making healthcare accessible making um Mm -hmm. birth control accessible and and things like that so ever since um 73 when Roe v. Wade was passed, like there has been a steady decline in death rates. Um, mm-hmm. and basically people being negatively impacted by um illegal abortions. So, like mm-hmm. obviously they still happen, but nowhere mm-hmm. near the same rate that they were happening then. The reason why it was so high back then was not only because we didn't have this safety net of Roe v. Wade, but also because there were so many strict laws. So mm-hmm. that's where like coat hanger abortions and like back alley abortions were happening. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that really, really gets me is, you know how you were talking about control. Um, 
and how it's 20, 2021 right now. And yeah. why are all these people, all these lawmakers suddenly out of nowhere trying to make abortion laws that are so strict? And I, I think it yeah. comes down to the last presidency is a big part of it as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There is this huge like fear happening like of the yeah. whole we're wiping out um the white race or whatever it is that yeah. they're trying to say and i i really do think that it has a lot to do with like where we've come as far mm-hmm. as like the politics um i think it's really important to think about like the overton window um which have you guys like i'm sure you guys have heard about the overton window but it's been like slightly just not given enough attention throughout this past presidency. And I think that if more Mm. people knew about it, it would help understand what the fuck has been happening. (laughs) Um, Do either of you guys want to like explain what that is by chance? I'm going to be honest. I don't have a lot of context to explain what it is. And it's probably something that I've heard of that it's just not clicking in my head right now. So if you want to go for it, go for it. Okay. Um, So you probably have heard it, but the thing is like, and you've probably figured it out and you're like, because you're a well-rounded individual that like understands what's happening in the world. But it's really <laughs> weird that people that are more conservative somehow have no sense of this, but the Overton window is basically a window, a theoretical window of what we as a nation and we as audiences to what's happening in politics um, readily accept as acceptable behavior. So I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I've actually have heard of that. I'm looking at like infographics of it right now. That's very interesting. Literally same. I was like, this word is, I, this, I don't. And if you're a listener, I'm in the same boat as you. I was like, already (laughs) and you go, because I, what is that? Googling it. It makes a lot of sense. I, I will tell you this right now. We did not learn this in school. And this no. is not something that, nope. and like both of us were in, uh, all three of us were in AP classes. We've been through like college classes. All yeah. of the poly, poly sci listeners are like, we learned it in our first poli sci class. <laughs> taken po- some, I've taken some poli sci classes and nobody told me about this. So <laughs> yeah. Um, and the only reason I know about this is because of so much like straight up, just like arguing with people that refuse to see. And I'm like, why don't they see? So yeah. Vox, uh, Vox News V, again, V, um, <laughs> they have this really cool video and I think um, infographic that just explains it more in depth. But basically when we see people in politics do something, we're going to be like, oh, okay. Like we've seen that, like, of course that's going to happen. So when Trump started doing shit, like that was completely outrageous. He moved that window of what we see as acceptable a little bit more over to where it it keeps going, keeps going, keeps going to the point where in the end, where he's doing things that are like 100% illegal, 100% racist and just like terrible. Yeah. No one is is surprised and his listeners even just see it as normal behavior which Mm -hmm. we should have really just done a whole episode on the Overton window but I think that has a lot to do with it I don't know also and well that I mean that would make sense because like 
why would you charge someone for having a miscarriage? Mm -hmm. That's not a, that's not even a choice to have a miscarriage. That's your body reacting a certain way. And that also made me want to get into the kind of on the topic, but sliding it a little bit, just like the physical impact that pregnancy or abortions or miscarriage, like any of that has on your body. It's like, as someone who has not experienced any of those, but has like knows people and read and watched videos and seen people talk about it. And like people in my family, like my mom had um, one or two miscarriages, I think it's like very, very physically intense and Mm -hmm. no matter what direction you go. And so to force people, forcing someone anyway is bad. Like there's people who are anti-abortion or we'll say pro-choice who will literally be like, you're trying to make everyone get abortions and not have any more babies. Wait, that's the thing. That's literally not what anyone's saying. (laughs) Nobody's pro-abortion. Nobody's like, yes, it's hard. Abortion. It's hard on your body. (laughs) People are literally pro-choice. The idea like if, if somehow somebody ended up pregnant and it's not the right time or their, their uterus can't handle it or it happened from an assault or X, Y, and Z, or it's just all of these different reasons, right? It's them it's, or the baby. You have the right in your individual life to make that decision. It's yeah. not, no one is pro-abortion. That's a wild thing to me with most of these conversations is that like the anti-choice side, and I'm going to say anti-choice because that's what they are, mm-hmm. is under this assumption that people are like pro-abortion, right? And the people are like doing it for fun. Like Flintstone gummy vitamins. Yeah, yeah. And the people are doing it for easy birth control and stuff like that. At the end of the day, no. too, like if you take because for people who don't know, because I've also researched this, um, abortions <laughs> happen with you can do uh um I, th- I don't remember the language, but there's one that's a pill, and then there's mm-hmm. one that uses medical instruments, and it has to be at different time frames. I think it's the pill is under eight weeks or something like that. Neither of those things um, might be under six. Neither of those things are easy on the body. Like people who have uteruses already know that things like periods and stuff like that, like suck, like it hurts. Okay. And like, if you have an IUD, you know what it feels like to get your cervix opened up. People would not, people don't just willy nilly choose to do that shit. Like, (laughs) well, also on the other thing, like I just read, we'll share on our, our Instagram but from Malta, very Catholic country has, I think abortions are completely illegal. I don't think they've changed it in the past year and a half. Um, I think they're technically, post- but I think that there's some people who do them. Yeah. And it's, they're right next to a lot of European countries that have access. So a lot of people will just leave the country, but yeah. a person posted a thing and said her friend had, was pregnant and they were was told the baby had no brain. So the baby was dead. Um, there was like no way the baby yeah. would survive. And they forced her to carry the term the pregnancy to term and deliver the baby and then the baby died within minutes of being born and now the girl's on suicide watch Mm -hmm. who had the baby and that things like that are just like they're like because not only so your body has to go through those physical changes you also spend nine to ten months of being socially bombarded about Mm -hmm. the baby's gender which that's a whole other topic but the baby's gender what's the name you have clothes you have this like what school are they going to go to are you going to get them baptized if you're religion are they going to be circumcised blah 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 blah. all these things I bet you it's not a fun conversation if you go oh my my baby doesn't have a brain it's it's dead inside of me yeah Mm -hmm. what some people that just happens to where there isn't a choice to get rid of the baby and they have to but this person had a choice and that choice was taken from them and then they were put through a year of 
physical and social abuse in my opinion that is terrifying Mm -hmm. um yeah so I have I have a little bit of a firsthand experience that I can share with you guys if you want if you want to hear it (laughs) yes ma'am please do um so I I have in the recent years been way more open about this um but I personally have had an abortion um Mm -hmm. for undisclosed reasons but you know basically my choice my health things that not I don't have to explain to other people um but in in general speaking that was probably the healthiest and most mature choice I could have made for myself Mm -hmm. um and what needed to happen basically for my own health Mm -hmm. as well um not to go into too much detail but because of that um I have had people that uh are very very not okay with it and they Mm -hmm. don't know that I've been through it they just spew their you're going to hell blah 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 sort of you know rhetoric so um because of that, I've learned kind of what more conservative anti-choice people, what their arguments are usually going to be. And they're usually yeah. very ill-informed or just ignorant. One of the biggest things that I hear is they don't want, you know, they don't want to have to know anything about it. They don't want um, their money to go to paying for someone's abortion um, mm-hmm. like Planned Parenthood, they also think that it's murder and, um, things of that sort. So when it comes to Planned Parenthood, which we can do a whole episode on Planned Parenthood alone. Yeah. We love uh, Planned Parenthood. Yes. I, that's where I went Planned Parenthood and that's where I get my birth control from because I couldn't get into gynecologist for eight months. <laughs> Exactly. Like they, (laughs) if you can't get the help you need, like they do so much. That's not abortions. It's, it's like a crazy number, which we can look at. Yeah. We will post that too, but that doesn't even matter. The breakdown Mm -hmm. of the numbers doesn't matter if they're doing 5 million abortions, which they aren't, I I don't think they are, or if they're doing (laughs) two, like it's about under 3% of all Planned Parenthood services. It's like when people advocate against them, they're advocating actually against like cancer screenings, <laughs> things like that. Um, and access to birth control, which would literally keep abortion rates down. Um, literally. <laughs> but one of the biggest things that I, uh, with like a quote unquote family member that I had an argument on was the fact that they didn't want their taxpayer money to go to funding abortions, because as we know, Planned Parenthood does receive um, some government funding, uh, as well as donations. If someone ever tells you, well, the government shouldn't be paying for it, talk to them about the Hyde Amendment. Um, and it's spelled H-Y-D-E. It basically means that um, it, it's a legislative provision that keeps federal funding to pay for abortion. So even though, um, except for in the cases of like life-saving events, But like, even though Planned Parenthood does receive federal funding, the funding that they receive cannot pay for abortions um, that are just by choice. Uh, Basically, it has to be like to save their life in cases Mm -hmm. of rape or incest. I personally don't think it should matter. I I personally think that federal funding should go to, to abortions because it keeps health and safety up, first of all. 
Um, but just if you ever have someone that that's their main basis for, uh, being against Planned Parenthood or being against abortion is that they're afraid their federal funds are Mm -hmm. going to it. There's a very quick, like, no, that that's not it. And that's the Hyde amendment that was passed in, uh, 1997, I believe. So I'll, we'll post a link. Um, sorry. And if people want to ignore that argument, you should also look at them and be like, oh, well, your taxes are going towards funding the military and like they literally murder living adults. So are you cool with that? Or even like bring up the death penalty. Like if they're like, if they're not listening to reason and love like legitimate, like this is a bill that says that's not possible, bring up other stuff. Okay, well, we have the death penalty. Okay, well, we have this. Okay, well, we have this. Your taxpayer goes like, ugh. There, we can um, all be mad about where our money's going. <laughs> there are way more things to be pissed about. <laughs> Literally. Um, <laughs> it just uh, is like, it just, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Because if you, <laughs> like, if I, you go, why? Why can't I choose what I'm going to do with my body? Yeah. Well, blah, 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 they come up with these excuses and they're like, it's a, it's alive. So it's like, well, one, where are you getting it to live? Like, can you provide like scientific evidence for that? Because there's a lot of, I don't think science has decided when, like what life is. Cause it's technically mm-hmm. not a baby. I'm pretty sure till it's out of you. I think it still is considered like a fetus and different things. Yeah. Um, so like, where's, where are you getting this? And then when you really break it down, it's like a religious thing that it's coming to. And like, we have separation of church and state. No church yeah. and state together. So That's where, separate. So like, then what's your reasoning <laughs> for why I can't have control of my uterus. Yeah. These are sure understood. If you're, like, if you're like, it's for the children. Okay, what are you doing for the children that are in the world right now then? That are mm-hmm. literally in cages and separated from their families. These hoes really understood my body, my choice when it came to wearing a mask and saving Mm -hmm. lives. They understood. They understood what my body, my choice meant then. They understood what it meant. They and they were using that argument. They didn't even understand what it means because wearing a mask is like sneezing into your elbow. It's not any (laughs) infringement on your freedom. Well, they thought they understood what it meant, and they were trying to use that argument for a right to spread viruses to other people. So, I'm sorry. Doesn't even apply. I think that we're also to the point where people are willfully, not all the time, but a good chunk of the time choosing violence. Mm-hmm. So like this research and this access to information in relation to abortion is completely accessible online. And like, I know that not everybody has the resources to know what to Google or like how to fact check, but like the federal government or like doctor's word should be trusted over like an opinion piece on Fox News. Mm-hmm. And I said Fox with an F. Not yeah. box because <laughs> box can't be trusted. <laughs> um, also, a, a big thing is like, if if I had not just told you that I have had personal experience with it, like, would you have known? And because it's nobody's no- business. Because it's no <laughs> one's business. And before okay. knowing, did it affect you? Did Fuck my no? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So um, one last thing that I like on my part, because I know I'm taking a lot of, a lot of, no, speak. No, no, you're not. let us know <laughs> no. Um, the, the two different types of abortion um, there are, it's the ab- abortion pill, which um, the doctor at Planned Parenthood, it's, it's been years, but I distinctly remember them saying that it's, they sometimes refer to it as a medically induced abortion. 
Um, Isn't it like chemical versus medical or something like that is the language they use? Uh, you might be right. I, I just vaguely remember. <laughs> yeah, no, um, you're, you are good. The, the abortion pill itself is, it's not like each state does regulate how late in the term you can have it. But yeah. um, the reason that there is limits is because it's the effectiveness of it. So um, up to eight weeks, it works about 94 to 98% of the time uh, mm-hmm. out, of, out of 100 times. Um, when you go up to, let me see, nine to 10 weeks, it goes down to about 91 to 93%. Um, and then for people who are 10 to 11 weeks pregnant, it only works about 87% of the time. Um, and at that point they have to get an extra dose, which works about 99, uh, 98% of the time. So like between nine and 10 weeks and then 10 and 11 weeks, you do have to get second doses most of the time. Um, and if that doesn't work, that is when you may have to go and get like an in-clinic medical abortion yeah. um, to complete the process. But that, you know, if they do it within the right time frame, that shouldn't have to happen. Um, basically, like the reason why people would choose this sort of abortion is because um, it's, you can do it at home. Um, mm-hmm. It's a series of pills and they give you nausea and pain medication and things like that. It's but I invasive. will tell you, yeah. Um, it is one of the most painful things like I have mm-hmm. ever experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. It's probably the most painful thing I've ever experienced in my life. Um, I heard someone else uh, refer to it as like, um, with the, like contractions. Uh, I, yeah. I think it's worse than that more than likely, but I obviously like I've never had a kid, so I don't know. Um, but that's like your your experience. Um, the in abortion clinic, I, I don't have firsthand experience with, um, but it's, you know, the, it's called vacuum aspiration. Um, and it's the most common that you see in abortions, uh, sorry, in clinic abortions, uh, just because you can't obviously do it at home, but according to Planned Parenthood, it's, it uses gentle suction to empty out your uterus. And that basically uh, can be used up through 14 to 16 weeks. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the, they, they explain it more in depth on the website. I just wanted to speak like to what I knew um, Mm -hmm. as far as my experience. And like, I know multiple people that have said that they have had an abortion And I'm sure that number is way higher than what I even know. Um, I think we were talking about earlier that it's actually roughly one in four women that undergo abortion at some point in their life. So Mm -hmm. like, we just need to keep in mind that the stigma is so like it being taboo is so unnecessary. Yeah. Because those stats also mean because those are similar, those are similar to some other stats that exist related to bodies. Those stats also mean that when you're, if you're listening to this and you're someone who has had anti-choice thoughts or has been confused about abortion, or you've been in spaces where people are talking about them in a negative light, that means that somebody in the room 
if there's four uterus having people in the room mm-hmm. probably has had an abortion probably had an abortion or i promise you and nearly every conversation you're in they know somebody like people in the room know somebody yeah. who's had an abortion so yeah. also hearing you talk like that with like no empathy or care for other humans and just these like blanket policy on page conversations mm-hmm. is dehumanizing it's mean um it it just doesn't create a space for a safe environment yeah. and if you're advocating for a better world that includes healthcare that includes reproductive rights and that includes people having access to safe and comfortable abortions and mm-hmm. this is a whole nother conversation for another time but abortions wouldn't even be necessary if we had proper sex education and access to birth control well- Yes. Anyone ever heard of the very famous musical Spring Awakening? Spoiler yes. alert. It's about that. Like they aren't taught about what sex is or what any of that means. And one mm-hmm. of the young girls gets pregnant and they go through this whole thing of being like, you need to go see this doctor. And she ends up dying, which yeah. like, is very dramatic. They're singing through the whole thing. It's like touching or whatever. But we literally, I remember we saw it when we were like, 13 maybe and the people next to us walked out during intermission and I was like more room for us in the theater (laughs) um but it just is the idea that it it starts with education Mm -hmm. and it also is hard when you need to educate people and people don't even know so like even we were just talking about medical versus surgical abortions also people will be like well plan b is bad plan b is not even the same thing as any of Mm -hmm. those Plan B has to do with it just stops your body from releasing an egg. Nothing is in like you. Yeah. So like, people no, I think plan B, like- plan B is not even stopping your body from releasing an egg. I think plan B just makes the, um, the vagina or uterus area. Like it makes it too acidic for anything. Like it doesn't oh, I thought like, it, like delayed ovulation. No, it like it, doesn't induce a period. It doesn't, I could be wrong. It creates, uh, Look, we don't even know. <laughs> it creates, it thickens like the mucus wall or something to keep it from, from the egg from fertilizing. Here, wait, I can tell you. How do you know? I know I'm Googling it now to see. I know <laughs> I'm on birth control. I know birth control makes my uterus uninhabitable. It just like doesn't have a thick enough lining, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you keep Googling while I talk. Alex. but <laughs> okay. that's the other thing so people don't know and then when people reach out to resources there's also so many resources out there that are designed to trick you and shame you so like mm-hmm. went to university of kansas we were right by westboro baptist we had religious people on our campus all the time i don't know why technically it's like a public school but i feel like there's private property laws that they could probably have kicked them off but anyways um there was people that had a bunch of anti-abortion stuff up and they had pictures of like full-grown babies that were mutilated being like this is what an abortion is that's not what an abortion is no i'm sorry for anyone that's exposed to that no one should have to see pictures of battered babies no one wants to see that no one is happy seeing that so the fact there's these organizations just like spreading this non-scientific very like violent imagery to try to convince people a certain way and there's organizations that are literally designed to trick you so if you're in a state of crisis and you think you might be pregnant, instead of sharing your options with you, they'll be like, they're like, oh, like a, like a right to life organization, whatever they're called. And they like disguise themselves as like abortion and like reproductive clinics. So, and instead of giving you your options, they're like, here's a Bible or whatever else they do and probably show you those graphic pictures, violent, disgusting pictures. It's disgusting. Yeah. So like, even when we're talking about like education is important step when you're talking about even reducing unwanted pregnancies um, and like the, the 
proactive steps you can take in the process of that, like teaching about contraceptive options, teaching about consent, that when someone says no, that means no. Um, all those things are designed to trick and shame you or just tell you abstinence is the way. And um, Aridian mentioned one of the non-religion religious things that people, excuses that people have to be anti-choice is that they say, um, if it's the person that provides the sperm, they think that they deserve a right to the decision, which unless you're carrying the thing in you for nine to 10 months, I, I will, I'm going to have to strongly disagree. If you're in a relationship, <laughs> I could, I could see an argument for having a conversation about it. Mm -hmm. um, but that just goes back to like, not even seeing people with uteruses as people. And at yeah. that point, just like, this is a little crude, go get yourself a sex doll. You don't need a baby or a partner. Uh -huh. like, uh <laughs> People with uteruses aren't your incubators, like. No, <laughs> like. I interrupt yeah. this conversation for an educational moment. Yes. So <laughs> you all will be happy to know, and anyone listening who's like, do they really know what they're talking about? We were all correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Plan B contains the, it's a synthetic version of progestin, which it's called Lebanon gestural not a doctor might not be saying that right but it's it's a type of uh synthetic hormone that's been used in birth control pills for like almost four decades now mm -hmm. it's just kind of like a higher dose of it so what it does it will either stop you from ovulating so there's not an mm -hmm. egg to fertilize if an egg does get or it it will either stop you from ovulating it will stop the sperm from being able to fertilize the egg just making the um uterus area on an uninhabitable Un, un, uninhabitable yes or <laughs> if there is a sperm that fertilizes oh, an egg it will make sorry, the lining lightning. it will make the lining um not able to like it will just make your uterus be like nope we don't want you yeah so it does all three <laughs> of those things we oh, and good job, everyone it's basically just like a higher dose of birth control so most people also don't even see symptoms from taking it mm -hmm. yeah I... so in fact like if it tells you anything about sex education they literally lock up plan b yeah. What? Yep. It's because everyone's so ashamed and they, when they need to go in to get it, people want to steal it because they don't want to be judged or called names or they're not supposed to be getting out. So many things. Oh my God. If I had money, I would just give people plan B. I just think, I've, had, go. I've had no shame anytime I've had to go get it. <laughs> like here's a 100. Here's some plan B. Go get yourself <laughs> some condoms and some Gatorade. Oh, this is not related directly to the episode, but I think um Costco sells plan B for like seven bucks and I believe the plan B website has coupons that might make it like half off because I think it's like 60 bucks in most stores yeah, I'd say there's a lot of a lot. things now I would say there's a lot of things with the with the last administration and our current um judicial supreme court concerns that there's some of those websites that for countries that have restrictive um access to like abortions and the pill and things like and um, plan B that you can like get it online now through some places too that help That's support cool. people in um, not the best countries which we are considered not the best countries that was definitely a bit of a additional conversation yeah, yeah but oh. it just is abortions are okay leave people alone she was talking Marissa. no no it's okay I just remembered something um, fighter already in fighter there <laughs> There is a generic plan B that costs about half of the price of actual uh, branded plan B. It's the same product, 
Um, but yeah, it costs about half the price. It's, like it's also supposed to be um, plan B gets less effective the longer you don't take it. You can take it up to five days. Oh, the and generic, wait. and it's under 150. The generic version, it's just as effective on day one as it is on day five. They just don't advertise it as much because I don't know if there's been a lot of studies on what happens if someone is pregnant and they take it. But mm-hmm. also, I have a strong feeling that most people who are looking for plan B's are not pregnant. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we covered a lot and we were yeah. very passionate. Um, <laughs> all that to say, the reason why we wanted to talk about this was because there are a lot of abortion bans actively being attempted to be passed or being passed right now um I always mention like that account so you want to talk about on they're on Facebook and on Instagram but um they do have a list of all of the abortion bans that are being attempted to be passed or already passing in Idaho South Carolina Arizona Tennessee Arkansas and Florida oh and Kansas so just just read up on it yeah we'll also add a U.S. news article into our episode description that has like a breakdown too it's like I think it was from March or April I can open it real quick and check but it's from the past couple of weeks so it's a very recent article as well yeah but I think some action steps I want all of you to take is see what's happening in your state see what's happening in your state get involved in your state politics because local and state politics, even though like we need to change the whole system, the, that this is what we have right now. And it's- We could see tangible people. results next month with local and state politics. Yeah. Like- <laughs> so like still get involved so we can advocate for bigger changes, but get involved with what's happening now. Um, mm-hmm. Figure out what's happening with your Planned Parenthoods. I know in Northwest Arkansas, I that um, where we have all had experience the Planned Parenthood shut down and when they cut funding during yeah. the last administration, it never reopened in the area, which is a huge issue. So support Planned Parenthood. Um, also invest in sex education. If you are a parent or a teacher, invest in real sex education. Mm-hmm. If you are a young adult or a potentially a teenager who doesn't understand sex education, hit up our submission forms I can give you a lot of resources <laughs> we will send you whatever you need <laughs> don't be remember no yeah. anyone that like if kids I'm, I'm gonna say kids but young people even grown grown people whoever doesn't know about this stuff they're gonna go out and find it out one way or another or they'll just learn it the hard way Mm-hmm. Yes. So. <laughs> Which also to just tag on, and then I'm not going to make this long to Marissa's comment to possible parents, teachers, or like guardians of little humans. The conversation can start as simple as like, hey, what do you know about sex? Or like, hey, just ask about like a body part or whatever. Literally ask, oh, do you know how babies are made? Where do babies come from? (laughs) Do Do you know where you came from? You want people to have safe and accurate information and Mm -hmm know that they can feel comfortable coming to you if they need help so they're not forced to do things in unsafe ways also feel free to get like explain to it's applicable to some and not applicable to other what adoption is and that every Mm -hmm. family is different and things like that because that is that all is necessary 
and no kids should feel weird or left out because one family is different than theirs or like someone didn't learn about the other way yeah it's all important it starts young yeah thank you all for listening thank you guys I think that's all we have right Mm -hmm. yeah awesome big topics let us know what you think we would love to hear your opinions on this if there's anything you're concerned about or if you agree if you find these issues just as frustrating but thank you okay bye bye beautiful humans live live long and prosper